Hello and welcome to Meow Mix, a Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Jerry, and today I have the pleasure of being co-hosted by Jason Hewitt, host of the Pancake Podcast and team lead of Newsbreak 8 app. Yeah, I can't speak. Steven usually does this, so I'm a little flustered. How are you doing, Jason? And it is all good. It is so wonderful <laughs> to be here on the Meow Mix podcast. Let's get it, man. I'm so <laughs> excited to talk ball. It's been a while, like the last almost a time. year. It was like what September, like middle of the season. Sam Darnold throwing picks left and right. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Many tears. Many tears. Yeah. And- but we did get to laugh at the memes, though. And him, just in general. Yeah, literally. And now, now in the OTAs, they're talking him up again. Oh, he's in the best shape of his life and everything else. All that is just noise, man. Listen, he's going <laughs> to go out there and stink it up. Like, I don't even... They're going to throw him out there. Like, there's yeah. no denying that. I don't even know if we'll see Corral this year. Like, I'm sure we'll get to all of that. But, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, like, if we keep seeing Sam Darnold just trotted out there knowing what he is as a quarterback. Oh, I agree. I My biggest thing was last year after we re-signed Cam back here, Sam Darnold came back the last two, three games, and I was like, this is stupid. We what know we what do? he is. The, at least Cam brought some energy here yeah man all right (laughs) now back to our current topic what we're actually going to discuss is the offensive line today because you're a former offensive lineman you know a lot more than i do and a lot more than steven just you know looking from the side and looking at pff grades so with that being said it seems like it's a lot better idea than they did last year of signing Pat Alfline and Cam Irving. Am I in correct thoughts of that? Oh, you are very correct. <laughs> I am, in terms of the offensive line, I am much happier than I was a year ago. I mean, they they actually did it. They got Icky Aquanu. Like, they yeah. actually got Icky. I was very worried about that first pick. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, you know, we did get a quarterback later on, which, you know, we'll talk about, but I mean, like Icky, man, Icky is so technically sound and he has that nastiness to him that you just love in an offensive lineman. Like people talked about Penning, like Trevor Penning, who is a Mm -hmm. saint now, ew, but like, (laughs) you know, he had that nastiness and everything, but like, Icky has that exact same vibe, but he's more technically sound and he's able to bend and move in ways that other offensive linemen just can't do. And he's just a behemoth of a human being. So, yeah, now, man, I'm about Icky and a couple other guys we're about to talk about. Yeah, with Icky here, the Panthers got really lucky with all three big offensive tackles on the board Charles Cross. Evan Neal and Icky was Icky your number one choice or would you have gone another way or do you I think gotten Evan. Evan Neal yeah, okay Evan Neal. yeah I, I loved Evan Neal like for <laughs> years now so like just seeing him on the board I was like please 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 but you know what I'm happy with Icky too like I'm not mad at all 
I, I felt like all three of these guys were really can't miss. I know Charles Cross had those questions about the run defense, but I mean, he played in an offense that didn't have, didn't run the ball. What do you expect from him? Exactly. Like, <laughs> people don't but, watch football. They just, they don't watch the intricacies of the game. They just talk and look at stats and, <laughs> oh, that's actually the game. But no, you actually have to look at what you're seeing. Yeah. Analyze it and know what you're talking about, man. So the Panthers went out, got the franchise left tackle in the draft, Icky. Um, like you said, absolutely beast. Graded run, graded uh, pass defense, technically sound. Now, they also went out and picked up some guys in free agency. And instead of going to the bottom of the barrel on the first day of dra- uh, the free agency, they actually got some good guys here. Or am I mistaken with Austin Corbett and Bradley Bozeman? No, they, I like them a lot, man. Like, I'm a big fan of Lamar Jackson in particular, so I saw yeah. quite a bit of Bradley Bozeman, <laughs> and I like him, man. Like, bruh, bruh is, he's, he's a vet. He's a solid vet to me. Like, he, he won't give you, like, Zach Martin or, like, anything crazy like that in terms of an interior offensive lineman. But you know what? He'll get the job done more often than not. Same with Corbett as well from uh, L.A. Like, yeah. Both signings, I feel like they did good. They were solid. And mm-hmm. they didn't prioritize. This is one thing. They didn't prioritize flexibility. That's what all Matt Rule said last offseason. Flexibility, flexibility. Bozeman's only played center last year. Corbett only played right tackle or right guard last year. Yeah, only right guard. It... Who needs it if you're good at one spot? Right. Wow. So that leaves um, really one open spot on this offensive line because Taylor Mountain's got that right tackle. I don't think there's a question there. With that left guard spot, who do you think they're going to lean towards? Left guard. That's a... Oh. They're putting, they're like, so like I'm hearing rumblings that uh, Brady Christensen is snapping. I read that too. And like, oh, I I definitely see them going that route because he's so young. I think they should just keep, like my personal opinion, I think they should just keep him at left guard and just let him rock there. And then, you know, if Icky's struggling, then maybe... I would let both of them just rock out of those two positions right there and just keep them there and let them get chemistry and develop. I I agree with that. I really do like that. Um, do you think that Pal Elf line will be? I I hate saying this, and I feel like I'm gonna throw up while I say this. Does he actually have a chance to take over that spot or or win that spot from Brady Christensen or Deontay Brown? It seems more as a right guard, but maybe. Cade Maids can even sneak in there as a competition. I mean, like, okay. I, all bias aside, because Cade Mays has, I'm a dogs fan, so, like, Cade Mays has, like, a history and everything. I personally was never, like, that impressed with him. Like, all dog bias aside, like, he went to Tennessee. He was eyed, I guess. And, you know, I saw we signed him. 
I don't think he's going to make any noise. On Maybe he'll make the 53, and that'll be great. But I don't see him, like, being in the competition for real. Okay. I didn't think so. I mean, he's a six-round pick. What? Yeah. I, I hate when people, like, look at, like, a sixth or seventh-round pick and think, oh, yeah, they're really going to start. But, yeah. I have to throw that out there because that left guard position in my eyes is pretty open. And I agree with yeah. you. I think they just need to get Christensen in there, him and Icky, let them build chemistry, and quit moving Christensen around. I think that yeah. hurts his let development. Grow. Like, let the man grow in his spot so that, you know, when you have to go back to film, you have carryover. You can be like, oh, okay, so-and-so from last year did this. Well, I know what to do now at this guard spot instead of, like, going to an entirely different position the next year or even the next game even <laughs> and, like, you know, having to adjust. Like, let the man rock in one position and let him grow the right way. And, and you brought up a uh, chemistry. How important is it with this, you know, with the same group going out there? I feel like the past few years the Panthers have constantly – shuffled the line i know there's injuries but it feels like every week they had a new offensive line the past two three years is it really important that they build hey i know christensen he struggles with this and if i see this motion i need to work there or vice versa you know they they know each other they know their strengths and weaknesses yeah i mean that's ideally like i'm speaking purely ideally right now because yeah. We have Matt Rule as the head coach, unfortunately. <laughs> like, Matt Rule is the head coach. Like, that's what worries me about all of this. Like, yes, we have such a great collection of talent, and I absolutely agree with you. All this chemistry and all this buildup, like, it could work, and it could be a beautiful thing. But you have Matt Rule as a head coach. <laughs> and you need a head coach, a competent head coach, to put these guys in the right positions. And... So far from what we've seen, I he hasn't shown me that. So for the O-line, like, yeah, like, the signings are great. Draft, hell yeah. But, like, <sighs> Matt Rule's a head coach, man. Like, the schemes and all that, like, it all goes through Rule. So when you have, like, twists and stuff that are, like, destroying the offensive line, everything goes back to Matt Rule's decision. Oh, do you want to double this guy? Do you want to double, let's say, we're playing Aaron Donald that week? I feel like that <laughs> would be the time to go one-on-one -on -one with Aaron Donald the whole game. Like, oh. yeah, like, I feel like he's one of those guys. Oh, he has heart. He's going to have to <laughs> out. Like, no, man, that's that's not how line play works. That's not how football works. So, When, yeah, when you have Aaron Donald, you're – who was it? Urban Meyer said, oh, I heard that 99 guy is going to be pretty good against us last year. Did you hear read that story? I did not, but I'm not surprised. Oh, man. Yeah, I was like, really? You don't know who Aaron Donald is? You, you're you not going to focus in on him in pregame? It's Urban Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> but back to Matt Rule, I 100% agree with you. And a lot of the things I am frustrated with Matt Rule is not being able to make second-half adjustments. It feels like he has his game plan in – at halftime, he never makes any adjustments. Is that, do you see that too, or is it just me? Um, honestly, no, I don't. I don't oh. see, 
Like, it, it's okay to disagree with me. I'm just no, like I am. I'm just trying to like process it because it's also an ego thing with coaches as well. So like. Help me break it down. Help me break it down. Like, <laughs> well, I'll I'll put it this way. It feels like it felt like my way is that offensively, we would get stuck in the same style of play every game, and it's like, all right, we know that the offensive line last year was complete garbage that they couldn't hold very long. Why are we still doing five and six drops instead of doing quick? slants quick outs you know yeah like i'm i had that awkward silence it's like it's a certain interest it's just this very detailed piece of the game where like you know you're actually in the mix and like you know you're going through drives and everything and you know coaches make constant adjustments like that we don't see oh yeah so i feel like matt rule like i said no because i feel like matt rule in general like he's very controlling i'm gonna just be blunt with it (laughs) he wants to be in everything and so i feel like it's that ego thing where like you know he tries but you know as we've seen on the tape and on the record it hasn't worked (laughs) yeah that ego thing you you said control and for a long time i believe that matt roll had a huge control over the personnel which coaches should have a good say in it but it felt like he was the ultimate decider he made you know went after people and I felt like this year that got reined in a little bit by Scott Fitterer and Tepper just from the way the signings went this year definitely definitely now before I completely go off off offensive line I know I kind of sidetracked there um, on your pancake podcast, I listened last year with the NFC South rankings and I believe the Panthers were last dead last, correct? Dead last. I know Tampa's still up there. I mean, yes, they lost a great guard, but with all these acquisitions, have the Panthers at least like come closer? I don't want to jump on you. Right. But yeah. Is that good, or am I mistaken? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, sorry, I just popped that pop-up, kind of messed up the recording there, but everything is going good. Sorry about that. Okay, sorry about that, sorry uh, about that. Oh, no, you're fine. But yeah, they have inched closer to, you know, I know New Orleans and Tampa, Maybe not dead, dead lasted now. I mean, like, as a rock, hmm. <laughs> like, the Saints are the same. Like, they have Jameis at quarterback, and, like, you never know what happened. Like, Sean Payton's gone, so that's a huge factor. And Jameis, who. <sighs> I still think he can be good. I really, uh, really do. I do too. 
I don't think he's going to be great, but I feel like he can be serviceable. And with a good coach, he could definitely succeed, which worries me for sure. And I feel like they have a better chance of success than we do as of right now. I think we will split with the Falcons, though. So the offensive line is better. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. In terms yeah, of our- line, I, yeah, I mean, you have Penning over there. They lost uh, Teron Armstead. That's a huge sad. <laughs> yeah, like, he's a great player, and I'm glad he's gone. You got, um, let's see. Falcons really don't move me. Bucks, no. tremendous. They got Tristan Wirfs over there. So, yeah, honestly, um, yeah, we're. I think we're neck and neck with the Saints right now. So, so at, like, at least like, they they improved to the point of at least on paper being better. Yeah. Uh, good. Now, we haven't discussed the draft with you. We've discussed Icky. But going over, we had a third-round pick of Matt Coral, uh, number f- uh, fourth-round pick, Brand Smith, six, Amari Barno, six, Cade Mays, who we just briefed on, and seventh, Kalen Barnes. Any of those guys stand out or you want to talk about? Let's get into Matt Corral, man. Let's All right. Let's, <laughs> um, like, for a third-round pick, I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. Like, as much as I'm not a fan of any of these quarterbacks in this draft, you know, like, a third-round, like, chance I'm not too upset about. I'm not a big Matt Corral guy. I'm really, really not. Um, honestly, like, the turnovers from the 2020, like, it's concerning. It's absolutely concerning. But then you also have this past season, and he went head-to-head against Malik Willis. And, like, Malik didn't play well and because of that i mean like matt corral he had a decent game he went like 20 for 27 i believe and they won the game because Ole miss is just better than liberty oh, yeah. but like matt corral he's all right like let's just see what he does i think we'll throw him out there eventually because sam Darnold's gonna be terrible and yeah with all that said, like the actual film like he's an athlete he'll scramble he'll make plays he is a playmaker for sure and he's one of those go get it guys which matt rule absolutely loves so like i think they could have an established bond there and that could maybe work i'm this is wishful thinking now but like i don't he'll we'll see what happens but like as of right now i think he'll be like a little bit worse than davis mills a little that? bit worse. I I could see that. My big thing with him is when we did our draft profile. I loved how accurate he really was in with his quick release. The only problem was he's small for the running type of quarterback. And I told Steven this when we did our draft profile. He's gonna have to Russell Wilson it, where he scrambles. He needs to get his butt down so he doesn't take those hits. Um, and again, going through the reads, but for a third round pick. I, I like it. The only problem is Matt Rule doesn't have time to develop him. 
So, like you said, he's probably going to rush him out there. And yeah. Don't know how that goes. It might get ugly. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Like, especially as I think he's still, like, pretty raw in terms of, like, like when when things break down, right, and you see Lamar Jackson, oh, you can scramble and just make a play out of nothing. Matt Corral can't do that, but he thinks he can do that, <laughs> which is the problem here. And I feel like he's going to try that one game and get popped. And that one pop is going to get in his head. And that confidence thing is, is very transferable from like pros from college to the pros and like guys get humbled real quick. And hopefully like, you know, as a Panthers fan, like hopefully that doesn't happen to him, but you know, guys with big egos, they get their confidence shot real quick, especially, you know, these like week one is against the Browns, man. Like Sam Darnold could just stink it up and Matt rule could throw Matt Corral out there. And it would be a realistic scenario to me. Miles Garrett yeah. and Jadavian Clowney coming after him. Woo! Yeah, man. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary. But, you know, we're going to try to stay optimistic. Yeah, uh, I could see that. I I hope he lo- Ben McAdoo puts it in his head or one of the linebackers, you know, be like, hey, dude, I could kill you. <laughs> I could lay you out. Get down. But, like... Uh, uh, yeah, disaster. <laughs> so is there anybody else you really like in the draft or everybody else is just, eh? I mean, I like a buddy out of uh, Penn State, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Smith, I like him. I, he's also super duper raw. And like, you know, some of those like super athletic traits like don't always show on tape but i mean like the flashes are definitely there so i mean like it's a decent shot um who else uh mari barnos who's like similar to brian burns where they try to do that little edge rush and just run past the (laughs) technique with it but you know be a little speedster around the edge and like it's a that's pretty much like the formula these days you want to have these uber athletic defensive ends that you want to call edges now because you know you can drop them in coverage and you can have them do linebacker stuff it's really cool innovative stuff but like at the end of the day like a defensive ends the defensive end and the problem with brian burns is that you know on the run like it, it burns deep, us bro <laughs> like i see him get like, I'm not going to say manhandled, but, like, he definitely gets handled for sure. And, like, you know, even on pass pro sometimes, like, you know, he'll overdo it or, like, overshoot the quarterback at times. And it's like, bro, like, I get that you want to be an athlete and your spider burns and everything, but, you know, you got to slow down, man. And, like, but you know that's just uh me thinking that dns are dns thing and like i'm saying all that to say like i think they're gonna do the same thing with barno which you know it could work out like brian burns is still a great player like i like him but i feel like he can be even better and i can see like barno on a similar trajectory not as high but you know like a 
a similar path. Yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of thinking that maybe Etor getting out there a little bit more with Hassan Reddick moving on will help the run defense kind of shore up that run side. He's not going to obviously produce like Hassan Reddick in the pass rush, but mm-hmm. that's that was one of the things I was kind of worried about. Exactly what you said with Brian Birds. I love him, but at the same time, he he has that one track mind of pass rush, and sometimes it really hurts us. Definitely. And like, you know, when you overshoot and think that it's a pass play, you know, just open the running lanes and boom, that's a 20 yard game right there. Boom, that's a touchdown. Wow. Blown play. Now we're down 21. Thanks to a turnover by Sam Donald. Yeah, I'm I'm ranting again. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I understand that. And I have a lot of faith in Brandon Smith. I really like his athleticism. And I was shocked he's actually a better coverage linebacker right now than a run linebacker. So I'm hoping Phil Snow can coach him up on that a little bit. Definitely. Now, is there any... Now, we haven't talked any of the free agent signing. We got Dante Jackson back. We talked Austin Corbett and Bradley Bozeman. Any other of the free agencies that you really like? Uh, Xavier Woods, Johnny Hecker, Damian Wilson, if he's still on the team? Off-field issues, obviously. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm very curious with Xavier Woods. I mean, he's still, like, at the point where he can – He's not a spring chicken, but he can definitely, like, make that second jump, you know. It's wishful thinking and, like, what he's shown on tape. He's been I. I think he's a very DB, but, like, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm hoping that he'll flourish here. Like, he has a bunch of nice corners around him, and he has Jeremy Chin to help him out. So, we'll see, man. We'll see. <laughs> uh Last thing, is there any, any other position or anybody that you think that the Panthers should look at right now, signing free agents? or We are very, very bad at linebacker right now. Like, I know we just you, – you mentioned Damian Wilson. Like, I kind of scared over him. I'm – no, that's, that's <laughs> not good enough. That's not good enough, man. Like, especially with the NFC South. Like, you have these guys, like, Atlanta just drafted Drake London. Like, what yeah. happens when Drake London comes down the middle? What, like, Damian Wilson's going to pop him? Like, no. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. So, definitely um, should upgrade at that position. I don't think they will, unfortunately. But it is what it is. You got Frankie Louvu, I guess. Like, I guess. But yeah, it's going to be. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, it's literally Shaq Thompson, Frankie Louvu, Damian Wilson. Uh, Marquise Haynes is more of the pass rusher, defensive yeah, end type. They so, yeah, I don't really – I agree with you. I, I felt like that's what maybe that why I have such high hopes for Brandon Smith developing. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll that see. could definitely – I mean, he's – go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, the thing is, like, I would be more optimistic with him if he had like more talent around him, but it's just yeah. Shaq Thompson and like Shaq Thompson, you know, he's 
He's a solid linebacker. Like, I think he's good. Like, very good. But, like, that's the only guy. And then you're coached by Matt Rule, man. Like, uh, uh, Yeah. It's so hard for Panther fans, or at least for me, because we've always had a history of good linebackers. John Beeson, Luke Keekley, Dan Morgan, you know, Thomas Davis. You could go back to Lamar Latham. I mean, Kevin Green was here. Like Kevin Green, yes, sir. I mean, the linebacking has been the best position of the Carolina Panthers, basically, of all time. Just you stack Pretty them much. up. You could, I'm uh, Sam Mills. I forgot Sam Mills. Sam Mills I mean, yeah. and it's so sad that right now it's Shaq Thompson. I agree. I think he's a really good starter. I don't, he's on that fringe pro bowl type player. You know, he's yeah. not, but that's it. Everybody. Frankie Louvu was a free agent signing in the last one year last year. So embarrassing stuff. I, that's Davian <laughs> Wilson's another journeyman. He's 28 years old. I think he's on his third or fourth team. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I don't think, yeah. I was trying to be nice about him, but, yeah, that guy is, that guy is not good. <laughs> I don't <laughs> we, know. Headaches watching him play, for real. And, I mean, they, oh, nothing could be worse than uh, the guy we signed from the Raiders two <laughs> years ago. Tahir Whitehead, thank you. Oh, that was brutal. Oh, 52. Oh, my oh. I, I just never understood why they... Jermaine Carter played so much better than him, and I didn't know why they took so long to make that switch. Because Matt Rule. Again, Matt Rule. <laughs> so before we sign off today, I have to ask, there are rumors floating that Cam Newton's about to sign a one-year deal, but... He has to realize that he's not going to be the starter week one and that he has to come down on his money. Good idea, bad idea? I mean, like, I think it'll be fine. I'm not really, like, Cam, like, I'm, I'm going to be honest about Cam, man. Like, it, he's on the latter portion of his career, and he's being coached by Matt Rule. And so <laughs> what I fear is that he'll come back and it'll be more of this two-quarterback, three-quarterback system trash that we threw out there last year. And, yeah, it could be a potential disaster. Like, I'm optimistic. Like, yeah, it's Cam Newton, like, arguably the best player in franchise history in my opinion he is like he's our only mvp but he's not who he used to be yeah so we'll see and then it's matt rule <laughs> now before we sign off again uh it would you feel better trading for a jimmy g or baker mayfield or do you think that ship should have sailed already I believe that ship should have sailed like when the first reports came out, but you know, it's still like in the media cycles and all that, but ill to both of them. Not a fan of either like Baker. He had that 27 and seven year and that was cool, but 
nah, I'm good on him and Jimmy G. They're both mid-tier quarterbacks that won't do anything for this franchise, especially under Matt Rule. Yeah, you heard it here first. Jason Hewitt loves Sam Darnold and is really looking forward to him starting this season. <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> I'm joking, obviously, but yeah, I agree. I I don't see trading for them. I think they're better quarterbacks than what we have, but at what cost? I don't think trading away the future draft picks for either one of those guys is really that much. If you give away a seventh-round pick, I'm fine for it, but I don't want to get hit with what we had this year of having a first-round pick and that's it, basically. Right. Like, we've made so many bad, not not just bad, like, horrendous decisions as of late. And it's, it all boils back to Matt Rule. And it just, every, like, nearly everything we've talked about, like, it boils down to Matt Rule being the head coach of this team. And... Unfortunately, like, I just, I feel like this season as a whole, like, yeah, it might get real, real ugly. Wow. Yeah. I, I haven't looked at the, uh, I haven't done our game by game breakdown, but it's a murderous row. Like week three on to like 12 is Atlanta twice in there and every other game is brutal. Yeah. We might like knowing this team like we might be in the cj stroud business <laughs> but or not even him um bryce young like, yeah bryce as well but will anderson will anderson Listen. you know look if we end up with cj stroud bryce young i haven't really done much research on will anderson but a franchise quarterback i'd be ecstatic just because at that point, I know Matt Rule's gone too, because I agree with you. I think he should have been fired last year, but I think Tepper gave him a three-year promise. I think so too. Unfortunate, but that's where we're at. All right. I think that's about going to do it. Is there any last thoughts or anything you want to talk about? Um, no, thank you so much for having me on. Shout out to the Meow Makes podcast. Y'all are fantastic as always. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. Uh, you can follow uh, Jason on Twitter at JasonHewitt50 uh, on Twitter. Uh, he's a team lead at Newsbreak app. Uh, also catch him on as a host of the Pancake Podcast. Great podcast. Go check it out. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMixPodcast.com. And we will be back in a couple weeks. With it being off-season, we're you know, down to once every two weeks or so. All right, have a good one. Keep pounding.